Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio, here with another podcast episode. Tonight's episode is about Halloween. I'm going to attempt to walk you through the history of Halloween and what it has done to our world from the beginning until today. Halloween was based on a ritual of Samhain in the Celtic times. And it was a three-day festival of basically bonfires and burnings and just people having fun. They also believed that it was a time where the dead could cross over into our world. Celtic beliefs and pagan beliefs believe that there is a one season, like one overall season. There's two halves. There's half of the living and half of the dead. And Halloween is the half of the dead where the dead can cross over to our world. So they would do bonfires and they would dress up as different things. They would use animal carcasses for the costumes itself and then animal skin for the masks to try to scare away the spirits and the dead before they could cross over into our world. They did this for many, many years. Every year it was the same. Then it became a night of mischief and pranking. And in the the olden times and some of the research that I found that they believed that goblins would come on the earth to our world and would play pranks on us that would just cause mischief to try to keep us from realizing that they were there but could also drive us insane at the same time. When Christianity picked up the belief of Halloween and the festival of Halloween, they wanted it to be more of a secular thing. They wanted their way of Halloween. So instead of worshiping Samhain and doing what we had to do to fear the dead, to keep the dead away, they made it to where you would worship saints, um, different uh, people from the Bible that would honor it on that day instead of being the day of the dead. And... For many years it went on like this, and they also formed it into something more family-oriented where instead of the animal carcasses being the costumes and the animal skin being the masks, they made it to where there were fun costumes, happy costumes, and brought in trick-or-treating, a way to get free candy, and, you know, it was also still a night of mischief, but fun, like, easy-going mischief. Then it turned into more. It went from easygoing mischief, like just little pranks, to egging houses, TPing, toilet papering people's yards, to stealing candy from people, to breaking into cars. Then finally, in in 1930s and 40s, Devil's Night came along in Detroit, Michigan, where it was small at first, but as it got more and more, it just came to a point where they just wanted to set all of Detroit on fire. It would go around, first it was abandoned buildings, then it was abandoned buildings, then it was homes where people were living. These people were just hell-bent on Devil's Night being a night of fire, and arsonists would go around and just set everything on fire. You know, people of Detroit became concerned, and many, many years this went on until 1991 and, and 1994 was two big times where they created Angel's Night. To where on that night, the people of Detroit, Michigan, come out and they watch each other's backs. They watch each other's homes, you know, businesses to make sure that nothing can be put on fire because there was a lot of people dying in these fires, firefighters, police officers, uh, innocent people, all for the sake of Devil's Night. Halloween also brings on very bad things. Evil people believe that Halloween can bring on something more. Satanists believe that on Halloween's night, it is the most powerful night of the year for them to do things for their dark lord, as in animal sacrifices and human sacrifices. 
Yeah, I read somewhere that it says if you did a human sacrifice and drank the blood of the person that you killed for Satan, that you got all the powers of Halloween and you got all the powers of Satan brought into you just because of this one night. And it wasn't easy ways of of murder. It was terrible. There were bludgeonings and dismemberments. They would cut the body parts off and strew them about and bury them and drink their blood to take their essence in on Halloween night. Halloween night brings out the good though as well. I don't want to sit here and say that Halloween's all bad because Halloween's a good night. It is the day of the dead. It's where we celebrate and we have a good time and you know we keep things at bay and we can go out and have Halloween parties and trick-or-treating so the kids can have fun. But again, the craziness always comes out. Like I always say, people can just be horribly evil for no reason. So a lot of serial killers, uh, man, was into Satanism and devil worship. You know, um, Richard Ramirez was a huge devil worshiper and he killed and killed and killed but most of his he did a lot of his killings on one night you know he would sporadically kill don't get me wrong but he would do big like crazy killings in the time of halloween because he believed it was the most powerful time for his lord satan and he didn't hide this fact you know he was a big devil worshiper and he was huge into that so i also read where people go out and just hunt children at this night because they know the children are going to be out trick-or-treating and they're going to pick them up and they're going to kidnap them and to do whatever unspeakable things that they want to do i also know that even with the the innocence of candy people can come out of the woodwork and put razor blades and apples in candy and poison the candy for the kids just because of this night what does this night bring out of people why does it bring out such a horrible side in most and not others who wakes up in the morning and says ha 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 I'm going to poison this kid with a piece of candy because it's Halloween or who would just go so far as to kill another human being on Halloween night for a sacrifice or even an innocent animal or set a city on fire why in God's name would people just up and just go and set fire to everything And it went on for years. I mean, even the movie The Crow was based on Devil's Night in Michigan. And the four antagonists in the movie were the arsonists that were setting everything on fire and killing people. I just don't understand it. I don't get why people think that they have to do the worst and not the best. So Halloween night has always been draped with all this darkness and this evilness. And... You know, I too have gone into this where I thought if I did a ghost hunt or a paranormal investigation on Halloween night, it would heighten things, and it did. Uh, I went to a place that's very well known, Ashmore Estates in Illinois, and I went on Halloween night, and this place was terrible. It was a poor house. It was a insane asylum. It was a prison. It was many bad things, and a lot of bad things happened to a lot of people in this place. And I thought to myself, Halloween night will enhance everything. We'll go, we'll, we'll investigate it, and things will come out great. And little did I know that how right I was going to be. I remember first walking in there, it's daylight. You know, you figure, oh, it's daylight, nothing's going to happen. No, things happen in the daytime too. And when they were giving us a tour of the building, 
it just felt like something got on my my shoulders and was just pushing me down um to, to the fact where I had to go outside for a little bit and just kind of shake that feeling uh, we went back inside we set up all the equipment and I remember it was still daytime and they said you can go down around the corner of the building and you can go into the basement from the outside and you can walk straight through all the way through to the other side it was like a dare like haha you know you're not going to do it you're scared you know you're not going to do this whatever we was kind of egging each other once so I said all right I'll do it so first I'm all gung-ho and I go in, I get a couple steps in and I remember there's, there was water on the floor and just this aboding feeling of, of just dread came over me and I, I couldn't get out of there quick enough. I was so scared. I mean, there's rooms on the left and right side of you down in the basement and you're just, as you're going fast, you're trying not to look in, but you know, you see through your peripheral and you, it just looks like things are in there and you're just... You're, you're terrified and when I got back outside everything was cool I was fine so we went ahead with the night investigation and I remember a camera memory card went full which we have no idea why and I had to go up there and change it well it's on the second floor and it's pitch darkness you know at this point in time we only had static cameras that were night vision and all we had was ourselves but you know how your eyes adjust and you can see with the moonlight, you know, because there's holes and there's windows in the building and the moonlight comes in, you can, you can see. So it's not like you're complete, completely blind. So I go up to the camera to change the memory card and all of a sudden my walkie goes off and says, Ed, stop. I look ahead of me and I see at the end of the hallway it was darkness, like a shadow. And it starts coming towards me. And how all the doorways and the windows, you can see the moonlight coming in. But as it passes these doorways and these windows, it becomes black. Like nothing. You can't see anything. Till finally, it just, it's right in front of me. I mean, they're, they're watching on the camera. And they said, Ed, there's, there's, a, there's a figure in front of you. Don't move. And by this point, I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm so scared. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. You know, this is early in my career. I didn't know what was going on, so I just I just stayed still. And just and out of nowhere it just like it went back down the hallway and I could see the moonlight in the doorways and the windows again. And I changed that memory card and ran downstairs so fast to our HQ and I watched the footage and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. That this thing just snuck up on me and then was just gone. And how I remember saying to myself how fast that it could just go wrong. And later on that evening, on the same floor, the second floor, there was a room you go into where I, a nurse, it was a nurse's room that lived there during the insane asylum and poorhouse days. And she was brutally raped by many inmates and was murdered. And they say you can't keep anything in her window or her room because she loves her window to be open. So at this point in time, they're renovating the building because a, tor a tornado had come through and just ripped part of the roof off. They're renovating. So there's wood, nails, and stuff all laying around. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to hang this piece of plywood in this window. And I did. A couple nails. And I, I took another board and braced it in between the middle onto a table that was right underneath it. And I set up a static camera. And I said, okay, if you don't want anything in this window, I want you to knock this thing out of the window. And we're going to go do something else. And I, when I come back, I want this to be knocked out. So this time we think it's a good time to go down to the basement. 
and it's getting, you know, it's getting close to around the infamous 3 a.m. when we go down to the basement, and it's a whole different feeling at night. I mean, it is dark. It is dark, dark. We got flashlights on. Even with flashlights on, you're terrified. I remember the water I told you guys about where it was, you could hear footsteps walking in the water, and there was nobody there. You could see ripples in the water, like somebody was moving, and nobody was moving. It was all still. You know, I heard dragging of, like, sound like nails going down the cement wall, and you could hear paint falling into the water, like paint chips. Um, We heard knocks, and we were walking, and we got midway through the basement. We're going room to room checking things out. We got midway through the basement, and we're coming up on this one room, and I remember everybody just stopped and it was like something was just watching us and in this room to our left we heard a very loud bang and things falling like something was trying to get out of there with the with the quickness coming at us and we ran i mean we could have went forward more and would have went out up a hill and around it had been easier but if we went back the way we came we had to go up the steps and go all the way around this other crap again to get up to the to the main floor but none of us was going forward we all ran back and you know we walked upstairs and we got up to the first floor the main floor and that's where they're having their halloween attraction they, they build a halloween attraction there, like a like a spook house you walk through people are hired to scare you you know and I remember me and another team member, we were standing next to each other, and she was on one side of me, I was on the other, and it just felt like something went through the middle of us, and grabbed a hold of my hooded sweatshirt as it went through. We said, oh, it was just the wind, because, you know, the roof was gone in certain spots, and wind was going through the place, but it was kind of hard, because I was like, I don't think the wind is that strong enough to do that. And then it came back the opposite direction, like it went right back through us again, and grabbed my sweatshirt and her sweatshirt this time. And that was like, whoa, okay. So at this point, we decided to go check upstairs to see if anything had happened. And sure enough, we went upstairs and the the board was ripped out the window and the camera was knocked down. And we took the footage downstairs and watched it. And what had happened was, was a, it was almost like a knocking on the, the board on the window. Now, we're two stories up. We're on the second floor of this building. And at this point, there we, we don't know what was happening. And it was like somebody was banging on the outside of the wood. And then the wood flew off and our camera fell. So, we're at this moment, we're, 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 getting, we're getting more scared, but we're getting a lot of good stuff. And we decided to go up to... The first floor in the hallway. One of us would stay on the second floor. One of us would go on the first floor. And we would stay and do EVP sessions in in one of the rooms. So I stayed in one room. My team member went downstairs to the first floor into one of their rooms. And we would wait. We would radio say, hey, I'm about to start. Can you stay quiet? I'll do mine. Then when I'm done, I'll let you know. Then you can do yours. So I did mine. And nothing was happening. I wasn't hearing anything. I was checking the digital recorders. I wasn't catching anything. 
and I finally said that I was just going to leave. I had the recorder on, and I, I radioed down to him. I said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and stop. I'm getting out of here. And then I heard, don't go. And then I heard, I love you. It was like a, don't go. And then, I love you. Like, it was, like I don't know, like a, like a kid almost. And I said, wait, wait a minute. I got to check that. And I checked back my recorder, and sure enough, it said, don't go, and I love you. So I asked again, I said, is there anything here with me? And it was just silent, but it was like really quiet. It was so quiet, it was loud, if that makes any sense. And nothing's happening, nothing's happening. So I radio down, I said, okay, I'm coming down. Go ahead and start yours. And as I go to walk out into the hallway, there's a chair that sits out there. And it just... It was a chair with wheels and it just rolled so hard into like a nurse's station and just blasted and I got out of there. That was just, like I said, it was early in my career. Um, you know, I was just getting my wings and I was out. You know, it, it got to me so bad that I stayed out in the van um, pretty much for the rest of the night. I went back in towards the end and I know that it wasn't long towards the end. It was everybody was getting ready to come out and I went back in I wanted to walk the building again and when I walked the building again I walked through it and you know the sun's coming up and everything's kind of getting brighter and looking okay but as I went to walk out it just felt like I was coming out of the second floor again and it just felt like something was watching me from the other end of the hallway like I could feel it just staring at me so I left and, you know, I, I said my prayers and stuff after I left that nothing could follow me. And thankfully nothing did. But that was one of the scariest nights of my career. And I picked Halloween night because I thought, hey, Halloween night would just heighten everything. And then by God, it did. So be very, very careful if that's what you guys want to do. Um, you guys want to do something on Halloween night. I mean, just be real careful what you mess with. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, it was kind of like a bonus. I gave you a little bit of how I investigated Ashmore Estates. Um, if you go check out my ghost stories on Facebook at ParanormalInkOhio.com, it'll take you to the Facebook page, and you can go to the Paranormal Inc. Ohio group page as well on Facebook. I have Paranormal Inc. Ohio on YouTube, and you can check out the ghost stories, which has Ashmore Estates on there. Um, it's kind of it's kind of cool that I say. I do one episode, then I talk about another because there's things that I, you know, maybe didn't remember or overlooked and I can say in a different episode. Um, but you guys can go check them out. You can also go to ParanormalEcohio.com and you can check us out every uh, Thursday and Friday night, Thursdays, uh, Thursdays and Fridays. This whole month of November is going to be the 50 Haunted States. And Thursday and Friday nights, I'm going to be live both nights at 10 p.m. on Facebook, Eastern Standard Time. And we will do four states for each day and their haunted locations, urban legends, cryptozoology, anything paranormal that goes on there we're going to talk about. And of course, every Monday night here at 10 p.m. on the podcast, I will be doing an additional four states. So every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, I will be doing four states each of the haunted, let's, let's call it the haunted American road trip to where every state has four different things that I'm going to where I'll have four different states, excuse me, four different states per episode of the hauntings and the 
paranormal and the urban legends and all the things like that that go on in each state of the United States of America. So I hope to catch you all guys there. ParanormalInkOhio.com. You can check those out. Like I said, Mondays at 10 p.m. is the podcast. Thursday and Friday, I am live at 10 p.m. each night, Eastern Standard Time. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I hope you guys have a very, very happy Halloween and a safe Halloween. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you.